First impressions aren't the most important thing. They're the only thing. At Ernie's Print Shop, we'll produce what you need to represent your company professionally. Right now, you can get 1,000 full-color business cards, 1,000 4x6 postcards, or a 3x5 banner for just $60. You choose. Check us out at Ernie'sPrintShop.com. Ernie's Print Shop. Over 50 years, one source, one solution. Ernie'sPrintShop.com. 502-969-8585. Being a victim of crime is no joke, but you do have options that can help you avoid becoming a victim. I'm Ed Springston of the My View Matters Radio Show, and on behalf of myself and Tony, do your part by calling Crime Stoppers at 582 Clue. Since 1982, Crime Stoppers has helped get over 23,000 criminals off the street with your help. Working together, we can make a difference to take our streets back. Please call Crime Stoppers at 582-CLUE, or you can visit them online at www.582clue.com. Remember, Crime Stoppers always offers up to a $1,000 reward. Get involved and help make a positive change in your neighborhood. Thanks. Advertisers, here's a great way to reach a quality audience. Get heard on My View Matters and make some noise in the marketplace. Email myviewmatters at aol.com for advertising opportunities. Make a sound investment. So, I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Podcast, whatever we've got going. While you're at edsfranks.com, I would ask that you please do a few things. First and foremost, like the thousands of people before you, please join the email newsletter. We'll send you updates on a weekly or a monthly basis, your choice. Secondly, please join the RSS feed. Tens of thousands of you guys get our podcast delivered direct to your inbox each and every week. We'd appreciate it if the rest of you would join them. And finally, donate, donate, donate. Yes, we do have a donate button at EdSpringster.com. We'd appreciate any help you can give us. In the meantime, call in number is always 858-683-1326. You can also reach us in our live chat, which is now open now. For those of you in the listening queue, hit the number one on your dial pad. It lets me know that you want to be heard on there, and we'll try to get you on. And you can also reach me on Facebook through Messenger at Ed Springston. So there's a lot of ways to get a hold of us. Um, a whole lot has been going on over the last week, primarily the end of the week. But as usual, in most cases, we start every Monday by welcoming Mr. Ed Martin. How are you, sir? In most cases, yeah. I was I was on a sick out. Not really. <laughs> no, I was I was on a sick out last week. I just figured I'd be like the teachers and not show up. So. Well, that was both of us. I uh, I lost no, my voice right before this show, so. Yeah, I was doing the same thing last week yeah. when uh, you sent me up said you couldn't be here. I was like, that that just blows the show. There was no way I could yeah. talk for an hour. I was talking anyway. And, uh, you know, so my apologies to the listeners for missing last week. Unfortunately, I could not carry a show for an hour by myself. It's not much better. I've got so many things to talk about. Don't even know where to begin most of the time right now. But I think we're going to start yeah, with but, Louisville. But, but, I know. But this, everyone... but, but this time, this time they're kind of fun really you know it's like absolutely i i know for you they are for sure <laughs> right. <laughs> right i uh you know it was it was really weird it, it, it's amazing because last week um 
you know, we took a Metro Council vote on Thursday. And I, for one, was totally shocked. The mayor of Louisville and the Metro Council Democrats always Democrats always stand in lockstep. So whatever the mayor whatever the, the mayor proposes, the Democrats always vote for. So Greg Fisher uh, has been sitting out there, you know, giving the doomsday speech to oh, everybody leading up to this tax uh, Absolutely, yeah. wanted to raise taxes, triple your, you know, your, your your PBA rates, everything. I mean, anything he could possibly do, insurance rates, whatever. We in the city, the voters, know that he's full of shit. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. No way to sugarcoat it. Uh, he's trying to blame all the crisis problems on the new, new pension that the city has to pay. That's a lie. That's a joke. The Democrats created that pension crisis, too, so take credit for that as well, Mr. Mayor. If you're going to use that as an excuse, then blame your party for creating the problem. But what amazed me was... I knew that the seven Democrats on the council would vote against this. Uh, there was no doubt about it. But what shocked me was that they were actually joined by eight Democrats. So the tax measure that Fisher was trying to pass failed on an 11 to 15 vote, 15 no's versus 11 yeses. And that shocked me. And I want to give props to people yeah. like former Metro Council President David Yates and a host of other Democrats because – that was great. We appreciate it. Um, you know, it, for the first time in a long time, at least on the local level, I don't remember seeing a bipartisan situation like we had last week. And that well, really think, uh, impressed yeah. me. I was say, I think what you saw was a rift between the executive and the, and the legislative branch in, in local government. The mayor came out after, you know, running a rosy scenario election and everything, gets Angela you know, and he just ambushed everybody. And I think that's what put everybody off. And, you know, it's like, well, we just have to do this. And and I think right. you got people like Yates and, and some of the others who probably aren't actually, you know, it's obvious, it's very clear who who's angling to be the mayor. They they want, they were, they voted yes for it because, you know, they want more money to play with when they think they're going to be the mayor. But right. I, I think, I think Actually, you know, it's it's party in this, but I think they they listen to their constituents, and I think, to be honest, I think the, uh, the a lot of the Metro Council people were absolutely insulted by the mayor. The fact that he comes out and just said, "For it, bitches," you know, right. basically, and and they're just like, uh, especially guys like Brent Ackerson are like, um. This is an ambush tactic, and and it's a it's a thug tactic, and it's like you know you know I think they finally woke up and said, look you, you know we'll work on this, but you don't just walk up and tell us what to do. I think that's what you know the Republicans were, and it was a tax increase, which is not an easy thing to do. And I think the mayor, being a third term mayor, not being able to run for reelection, I think he just he just basically went balls in you know balls of the wall with these people, and they. Did not appreciate it. I, I think we will end up with a tax increase. I think we'll end up with some budget cuts, which is fair. But we're not going to. You know, the mayor found out that he's not. He's not the mafia boss. He's not the Don he thought he was. Right. Saying, you know, this right. is the plan. This is this is how we're going to raise taxes. Put it through. Well, you know, or, for me, the city's going to burn, and it's like, <laughs> what? right. <laughs> Well, I mean, I want to I want I want to name some names here because you know I, I want them to get credit for voting no on this, uh, and rightfully so. Jessica Green, District One, uh, she voted no. That did not surprise me. Jessica Green was against this from the very beginning, but the fact that as a Democrat in District One, uh, she voted against it, she was on it. She was she was in a tough situation with that. So give her credit. Let's go with Keisha Dorsey over in District Three, Donna Purvis, District Five, Paula McCraney, District Seven. Uh, you know, Mark Fox, this one really surprised me in District 13. Former Councilwoman, uh, you know, Vicki Arby Welsh would have voted yes on anything. Oh, and yeah. she went to bat for Mark Fox. She went to bat for Mark Fox, and he voted against it. That surprised me. Cindy Fowler, my rep in 14, voted against it. Um, you know, you got Anthony uh, Piagettini, uh, District 19. I know he's a Republican, but he's one of the oh, new yeah. names. If you notice, there's a lot of... There's a lot of new names in what I'm speaking here. A lot of new names, uh, yeah. You know, so, you know, and then David Yates and Brent Ackerson. You know, so all, you know, you got some new names in here, but you're also looking at some power brokers that have been around a little bit. David Yates, Brent Ackerson. 
those people, you know. So, I mean, I'm very, very happy uh, yeah, that they finally joined it up. Ackerson yeah. doesn't surprise me at all. Yates surprised me a little no. bit. No. Ackerson doesn't surprise me either. But you know what? We're going to do something we don't do much of. Let's give them a round of applause. Wow. <laughs> How often is it that I find a reason to give the Democrats a yeah. round of applause, right? So, yeah. you know, our thanks. And like, our, our thanks and like, I, like I say, now that once everybody has time to digest it, you know, we, we can go through and they can they can line item and we'll figure out what needs to be cut. Right. We'll figure out what, what private money, you know, like in some of these some of right. these social things. You know, private money dispensed rather efficiently could could probably, you know, replace the government, which is that's the way it's supposed to work. But I, I do like I say I, I do think we're going to end up I do think we're going to end up with with uh, some some form of tax increase and I do think we're going to end up with you know, a lot of budget cuts and I think we're going to we're going to you know stand up see if some of the business community will step up and 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 carry some of the load for some of the non-essential programs you know just well I, and I think that's the way it's supposed to be but the mayor coming out saying. You know, oh, it, it's crunch time, people. Pass my budget. Pass my budget. Don't bother reading it. It's a, it's a tax increase. We're going to cover this. You know, when I cut, and, and that's what a lot of Democrats that, that I know are. They're like, oh, you just you just want to cut, cut, cut. And I'm like, no, I, I just I understand that we need taxes. I, I get that. And, and actually, I know some libertarian ass friends of mine. They can't believe it when I say, you know, look, taxes are are necessary. Most libertarians actually believe that tax, but that it's like, look. Your first effort is just this is this is politics 101. If you're going to hit somebody with a tax increase, the first thing you do, Mayor, or anybody for that matter, is you make the cuts on the front end. You don't just step up and say, you know, I don't feel like cutting anything. I'm just going to raise your taxes. Bad move, you know. <laughs> it's, just, it's it's an insulting move. Well, that's move. the thing, isn't it? Had the mayor gone up, and, and I've told people this, and they're like, oh, you, you don't really mean it. I absolutely mean it. Look, if the mayor had right. come out. Even, even immediately after the election, he would have won anyway. But if he just said, hey, look, we're going to have to make some cuts, and these right. are the cuts I'm proposing, yada, 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 I don't think they'll be enough, but these are the cuts right. I'm proposing. And then after having made the cuts, come back and says, okay, look, we made some cuts. We might be able to make a few more, but in spite of that, we're still short. You know what? He'd have got his tax. He'd have got it. But he'd just come out, like you say, shaking his nuts at everybody. Past my, this is, we have a, we have a shortfall, and, and I'm raising taxes, and you can just bite me. You know, this is what this is. I say this is how it happens. Oh, I think entirely different. That was a recipe. That was a recipe for failure. I think entirely different. He got caught in his own lie. Going into the election, he was talking about how how well off we were and everything else. Louisville, oh, yeah. remember, is one of the Louisville is one of the highest tax cities in the entire nation. And he goes into election talking about how well we are, off we are, talks about this surplus that we have, and gives, you know, a couple hundred thousand, what, 130,000 or whatever, to the homeless because this is extra money that we, you know, we've got this surplus. And then immediately as soon as the election is over, we're $65 million in a hole. You know, and that was, that's what he did. And, and I think what ultimately happened was these Democrats came out and were shocked. All of a sudden they realized that their mayor had lied to them. Flat yeah. out lied to them. They're like, wait a minute. And then, and then, How can and you lie to us was, like this? Yeah. And then he was telling them, hey, get over it, pass my butt, pass, pass my tax increase. And they're all thinking, That's it. especially, especially, you know, there's, there's term limits on But especially. Well, they're finally, they're finally realizing. These, well, these new council people, a lot of people are saying, Oh well, they're new. They're just not used to how things are done. I'm thinking the opposite. I'm thinking they're new, and and a lot of these were like Fox. This is their first go around. This is they just got sworn in, right. and you're getting you know, and the mayor's telling you to pass a tax increase that is horribly unpopular. Getting panned right. on every radio show, you know, and a career journal stands up and says, "Oh yeah, we need the tax increase." You know, oh, yeah, shit, what the career journal says, but you know, they're but but and Penn, universally, Leon Conway, everybody, they're just they're just ripping this thing. And it was very unpopular. And this is Mayor telling all these guys that have only been on the job for a month or two, oh, you get, you pass pass my tax increase, you know. My my term's up after this one, but pass my tax increase and I don't really give a shit if it makes you a one term councilman or not. <laughs> 
Right. Everybody says, oh, it's because they, were, they weren't used to how things are done. I'm looking at it thinking, no. They want to get reelected, and they just they just got the job, and the mayor was setting them up to get pounded the next time they go, you know, the next time they had to run. And they said, this right. is, no, no, I'm not, I'm not going to first first time on the job, and 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 you're hanging me out the draft. No, go pound Sam's friend. That ain't happening. Right. I get it. You know, but that's the thing. Now he's going out there. You know, well, the cows were really screwed up. From what I understand, I think he's. Uh, Somebody might be able to verify this, but I think he's already canceled uh, three police recruiting classes, and, and, yeah. and he's playing that bullshit game. He's gonna, we got to cut police, we got to cut ambulances, all oh, the public safety, all oh, the humanity, right? Which is all bullshit. Because I, I got news for you, you know, the budget has so much crap in it, it's going to be cut for unnecessary services. You know, this mayor uses our budget as his personal social justice program. That's the way the Democrats have always done in this town. That's why we're one of the highest tax cities as it is. They don't they don't use our budget. They don't use our taxes to take care of what they're supposed to be taking care of. They use that to cram their agenda down our throat into social justice stuff. Well, sorry, folks. Social justice isn't part of government. Yeah. All right? Well, and that's the thing. And then you got to add in. Well, then you got to add in all the money we're paying. Well, sure. And then we go out and then we go out and borrow money hand over fist. Let's look at the Omni, which is the latest debacle we bought money on, right? We're borrowing hundreds of millions of dollars and bonding all this crap out. You know, that we, that, you know these debts have to be paid. So, so we're effectively paying half of the debt for businesses to come here. That ain't the way it works. If a business wants to make money, they come in, they build their shit. Of course, we can give them some incentives. I've got no problem against incentives. But we're not going to pay half of their shit and never get a dime back on our investment. And that's what we've done with Omni, 4th Street Live. We're in a profit-sharing agreement oh, with 4th Street God. Live, and we've never gotten a dime in profit after all. What a, what a you know, joke. Mortgage Group is sucking it all up and lying on the financials. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's it. You know, so we'd like to have that money back. Absolutely. And then all of a sudden, this mirror is talking about how great we are, how fiscally sound and responsible we are. We have these surpluses. You know, this is a different political climate than the Democrats have been used to. The Trump factor is real. Conservatives are starting to to get control again. They're starting to get a voice again. And there's a hell of a lot of Democrats who are realizing that the, that the Democratic Party has been lying to them forever, right here at home as well. You know, the Democrats have always been able to take their vote for granted here. But people are waking up. They're getting a hold of their council members. So, you know, Yates and Ackerson don't surprise me. That much. Everybody else does, and it's only because the Democrats here are saying, "Hey, wait a minute, we're paying attention to the lies now." Passing all them lies about Trump for the last couple of years and forced people to look at everything now, and I think they're waking up in droves, and that's why these Democrats well, stood think, up. I think I think it goes I think it goes bigger than that. I think I think in the past the Democrats they could always well, they still can count on the Courier Journal. It's irrelevant. It's, it's becoming in a hurry, but. I, I think social media and, and internet radio shows like this one are working because, you know, 10 years ago, if you just said somebody, hey, where do we rank in uh, tax burdens for cities? Most people look at you and go, uh, I have no idea. <laughs> nowadays, Absolutely, they nowadays, did. Nowadays, there's, there's damn few little billions who can, will, will, you know, you go and say, you know, what's our tax burden? This is all. <laughs> Uh, where are we? Top six, top eight? <laughs> you know, and no, we're actually worse. number seven. They know. We're actually number they seven and getting worse. And you know. The, thing is, you get the information, the information's out there, and and they know, and it's and it's like something like this. It's like the Pegasus Institute. It, it's it's conservative, you know, talk radio. It's the internet. It's Facebook. You know, you or I can get a story, and boom, we you know we don't we don't need printing presses. We put it out there, and our friends and things get shared. So I think I think the mayor tried to use the bully pulpit as if it was 1973, and didn't work out because <laughs> the information flowed freely. You know, it's like hey, we are we are already taxed. You know, what the hell this? People pulling videos up from you know once you, once you say it, right. it's on the internet. It lasts forever. It's like I I just think he like I say I think he, I think he's in 1973. He thought he could just force his way on people, and it didn't work out. Right. But I do. I agree I, with I think, you, and, and I, think, I think it's. I think, I think, I think, and I, I, I wouldn't fight it too much. I do think we're going to end up with some form of tax increase, and I do think we're going to end up with a lot of cuts. And that's okay. 
Just don't like it. We're going to get something crammed down our throats. The Metro Council will agree to. But, you know, it would be a partisan vote. But, uh, you know, whatever they cram down our throats is going to be a hell of a lot less than what they're going after now because they know yeah. they have to reel Greg Fisher in because Greg Fisher lied last year. And they're going to get caught in a crossfire. You know, they have to get reelected. So they went out there selling Greg Fisher's lies. And then all of a sudden, they got to come back and tell their people, you know, uh, we're yep. broke. We, you know, we're really broke and didn't know it. Well, nobody's going to buy that shit because they know the, the way the Democratic mafia works in this town. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But he's already out there. Uh, you know, of course, he's blaming the, the Metro Council and everything <laughs> else. I mean, he, he's going out to he's going out on the witch hunt deal, uh, you know. He went to a senior center and tell them that the Metro Council screwed them and any cuts that they have in the Metro Council fault, trying to scare all the old people and all the other shit, too. And I'm like, you know, all I can say is, fuck you, Mayor Greg Fisher. As harsh as that sounds, to go out there and scare old people like that, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. We, we already know you're a no-good bastard. We already know this. That's not a surprise to us. We already know all the people that you protect. We already know you should be in jail for working inclusion. And, and you know, to me, that's that's abusing elder. There's two people in this. There's two things in this world that really piss me off. When you abuse old people, and when you abuse dogs, you know, or animals. When you abuse those two groups of people, it says a lot about your character. And when you're out there putting fear into these old people, you're abusing those old people. And that that yeah. that tells me all I need to know about Greg Fisher. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not going to assail his character quite as seriously <laughs> as you, but <laughs> it's just I'm just saying I'm, I'm moderate. But but I'm just I would I would go along those lines and say yeah, it's like okay, you didn't get your budget enough enough of the scare tactic. Get together, figure out where the cuts are, and come back with a different offer. You know, or, or if, right. if there is no offer, you know what? It's three percent of your budget. Find it. You know, well, they tried that. Oh, you say, well, there's, there's only there's only one or two people, one or two places we can make a cut that big. No, there's not. There's no. yeah. To make a simple cut, yeah, you're gonna cut thirty six million dollars. Now, you police, fire, or EMS. I guess that's what you go after if you want to do it. You know, if you want to do it cliff note style. But no, if you go through line by line and look at look at certain centers and look at certain subsidies, you know, maybe Joe Holland doesn't get as much subsidy for making you know for the government won't pay him as much to renovate his properties in, in Portland or wherever. Right. But you go out and you find it. You know whether it's it's it, whether it's Tark or Parker or whatever. There's, there are cuts to be made. I, I still see Tark buses driving around with nobody in them. It's like okay, well, you know there right. there are efficiencies to be realized, and sometimes you got to push things to the point, just like with. With sports or anything else, you got to push yourself to the point of failure. You got to push yourself to the point of pain, and sure. and then you find out what you can do. You know, you push through it, and at the end, you know, I wish the mayor would take a much different tack and go, "All right, you know, hey, that totally sucks that that happened, but you know, it's time to get to work and make the best of it." That's the grown-up well, way I agree to with you. things. Yeah. So I'm, I'm waiting to see the final cuts, and they're not going to be anything. Uh, Trust me, they're not going to go after any of the social programs. Like I said, they're going to go after police, ambulance services, everything else. That's what Greg Fisher does. They're they're a vengeful lot that he's involved in, and it's disgusting. Uh, you know, but we'll see. I mean, we will see. Uh, one real quick note, I want to I want I want to put out there. I, I was actually planning on starting the show with this, but we kind of went a different direction. Uh, but for those of you uh, who haven't heard, Julie Hardesty. Um, the, the assistant or the assistant Jefferson County attorney um, passed away last Wednesday uh, of lung cancer. Um, you know, Julie Hardesty was personally. I like Julie Hardesty. I worked with her a couple of times. I refused to work with Michael Connell in the county attorney's office. And he refused to work with me. So I got. I had the pleasure of working with Julie Hardesty on a couple of things. And I've got to tell you, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Julie Hardesty was above board a great asset to that department and a great asset to this community. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to point that out. She's 61 years old. Um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, she, she was a very intelligent woman, um, very proud of the job she did. And, and, man, somebody could really read between the lines and make it all work. So, you know, but I wanted to make sure we knew there's a lot of people in the community who hadn't heard yet, which kind of surprises me. I got some calls today. Uh, who hadn't heard yet, and I wanted to make sure I mentioned it on air tonight. I was midweek last week, so it was between shows. We would have talked about it sooner. But 
you know, uh, my prayers with Julie, Julie and her family, and uh, you know, and whatever we can do to help, just let me know. Everybody knows how to get a hold of me. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to put that out to let everybody know who didn't know. Um, you know, <laughs> I guess here comes the fun on the show. You know, damn good. Oh, well, God. we're going to get into it. You know exactly where I'm going with this. Oh, yeah. The Mueller Report. The Mueller Report. I have to, you know, it's just amazing. Um, you know, no big surprise, right? Let's have a party. I, uh... <laughs> this whole sound you're listening to in the background, that's what I've been going through there's not a place I, I've been and not, not not anything I've done since Friday, but listen to that kind of noise. Uh, everywhere I go, it's the topic du jour. Uh, everybody and their brother wants to talk to me about this. Everybody and their brother thinks they, they know everything about it, and I laugh. Uh, the bottom line is this. We told you, or at least I told you, when all this started, they weren't going to find anything, and they didn't. There was nothing to find. Um, the only collusion that has to do with anything, the only people who should have ever been up on charges are Barack Hussein Obama, Hillary Rodham Clinton, Valerie Jarrett, Lisa Page, Peter Stroke, McCarthy, probably Rosenstein, Mueller and, and Comey for sure, even though Mueller led this thing. Um, you know, it, it, it's amazing to me that all these people, the Democrats and the media have went out for the last, what, 22 months now. Ugh. on a blood fence to try to stop Donald Trump, and they're all in tears now. This is impossible. How could this have happened? Well, it happened because there wasn't nothing there. Why, they were busy trying to sell Hillary Clinton, and this is all this is. Hillary Clinton, the old drunk who didn't get the job, um, you know, is still pissed, and all these people who are in the tank for her are still trying to convince us she was the best person for the job. They've never accepted the election. So Robert Mueller wasted millions and millions of dollars have put President Trump under unheard of scrutiny, like I've never seen from the mainstream media for the last at least 20, 22 months, um, you know, only to find out that basically this thing fully exonerated him, in my opinion. You know, the thing that they got on Paul Manafort, that was prior to Trump. The thing that they had on Michael Cohen was a nothing burger. They didn't have anything. They stretched. And both of those guys whined like little bitches because they got scared. Uh, but they had nothing whatsoever to do with Donald Trump. So now the media is pushing out there, well, they got 34 people. No, they didn't. <laughs> what they got was three or four Americans like Manafort, Cohen, those guys, you know. And, and they took those guys and charged them with something obscure that didn't have anything to do with any of the special counsel investigation. And the rest were Russians that they charged that they know will never see a court. You know, that's the thing. Vladimir Putin even told them, hey, we'll let, we'll, we'll let those guys be extradited to the U.S. and answer all of your questions. If you will let us extradite Hillary Clinton and ask her about the $400 million she stole out of Russia. You know, and they wouldn't do that, right? So that should have told us all we needed to know, but it did not. So, you know, for me, this is a win for the country, although I think it's going to I think it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. Go ahead, Ed. We'll get into some details in a minute. But go ahead. Well, I don't know if it's going to get worse before it gets better. I've, I've actually been telling the Democrats, a lot of my friends are Democrats, I've been saying, you know, you guys got to be careful about your next move because two years and, and change and you've been doing, you know, you've been doing this and you hung your hat, you, you really, you know, they they really hitched themselves to this one, and it didn't pan out. And now, now clearly, you you know as well as anybody, I don't really like Trump. I don't like Trump, <laughs> you know. But I'm crossing these people. It's like you know, even people that like me that don't like him, uh, and and did not vote for him. If you keep this up, you're going to make somewhere between them. He's either going to be like a martyr. Or he's going to be like a dragon slayer, you know, like a, like the mafia don you can't sure. touch and gets you know start getting lionized. So it's like, look, you, you took a, you took a good shot at it, you know, it, and it didn't work out. You you might want to move on because if you if you try to resurrect it, you're going to look desperate, you're going to look sad, you're, you're going to look like you're harassing him, 
At which point, they, it may it may wrap their brain around this. Then Donald Trump assumed victim status, like these guys won't leave me alone. I'm, you know, twenty four months, right. twenty two months worth of investigations, and they just won't stop. You know, what's wrong with these people? And, and people will right. start to see it that way. So you know, these, these states are going to do it. That's fine. And I just, it just but I, to be to be honest, I was prepared either way. You know. I, had, had he been indicted or whatever had happened, I was going to be ruthless. So I'm sorry, man. I would have been I would have been up your ass sideways on this one. <laughs> you know, I, well, I know. I, I understand that. I, yeah, you know, you understand. It's just the way you know. I like having fun with this stuff, but I, I right. think you know. I, I think they took the shot at it. I think the saddest thing that I see amongst all of this. And, and a friend of mine summed it up better than I could. She just said, you know, she said it's it's sad that we've got people who are disappointed that our president did not collude with Russia. You know, that's the thing. They're actually they're actually upset and angry because our president didn't do anything wrong. I agree with you on yeah. that, and I agree with them on that. You that know, is, and here's the thing, that though. Is a, that is the saddest. That is the saddest commentary we can make about the country right now. Oh, it really is. I mean, Rachel Maddow was, I mean, yeah. was on a... As, as, yeah, as I say, he's, he's an ass. He's boorish. He's rude. Who he's, cares? He's not as smart... Yeah, he's not as smart... I'm just ticking it off. He's not as smart as he thinks he is, you know, or says he is. But you still, as an American citizen, you don't, you don't put yourself in a position to rejoice at the fact that the country might have been sold out, at which point, you know, in the, in the inverse of that, you don't find yourself distraught at the fact that the country wasn't sold out to the Russians or the president is not the home. It's like, come on, people, seriously? <laughs> well, we I tell you, man, be, it, uh, we should all what we should all be is relieved, but we're not. Well, it's just amazing to me because here's the thing. You know, the Democrats ha- have done anything and everything they can, aided and abetted by the mainstream media, aided and abetted by the DNC, aided and abetted by everybody, to try to take Trump down based on lies. Everything about this was a lie. The Steele dossier was a lie. All right? So all of these things were a complete lie. I think there was over 2,000 uh, subpoenas or something, five or 600 witnesses and testimonies and everything else. And they couldn't find diddly squat from a from a special counsel investigator's office that was stacked with pro Democrat Hillary supporting people. I mean, the people who were on his staff were pro Hillary supporting people. They wanted Hillary to to win the election. We even caught a few of them making comments how they basically stacking the deck against Trump. They went to the FISA court on a lying steel dossier. John McCain was part of that group, and I don't care what Meghan McCain says about anything. Fuck her. The apple don't fall far from the tree, and she ain't no good no more than her daddy was. All right? But, Dad, you know, John McCain, to me, was a treasonous traitor. I don't want to hear about what happened in Vietnam. I could care less about that. What he did when he got back to the States, he did for the last 40, 50 years, was be a traitor to this country and every Vietnam veteran there was out there. That's the truth. You can read the material yourself. You can judge me any way you want to. All right? But this president did absolutely nothing wrong. All these so-called meetings that the Democrats were putting all of this stuff on, everybody that was, that was accused of that, Trump Jr., all of them, exonerated by Hillary Clinton, liberal investigating committee that included Bob Mueller. All of them exonerated. If Mueller had one stitch of evidence that Donald Trump was guilty of anything, he would have hung that on a hook for the whole world to see. All the leaks that were coming out during the investigation were coming from Mueller's office. He was trying to see what would stick, and he couldn't get anything. So after 22 months of investigations, all of these damn different people, what, 70 different people involved, over 2,000 subpoenas, five or 600 witnesses and testimony and everything else, he couldn't find squad. It's the most probably exhaustive investigative thing the FBI has ever done. Seriously, when it comes to this kind of a situation. So for them to sit here and continue to whine, I mean, Rachel Maddow 
was on a fishing trip. She got the call that the Mueller report was coming back. So she rushed right in for the fishing trip to go on air and talk about this report. And she was in tears because there was nothing found. Because the mainstream media, the liberal press, Chris Matthews, Rachel Maddow, all of them, sold their souls on a lie because they were working together with the daggone Democrats and the liberals and Congress, etc. Adam Schiff, Nancy Pelosi, they're still doubling down. They still say, well, that just because they didn't find anything doesn't mean it wasn't there. We're going to look for impeachment. You know, they can't accept it either because they have spent the last two years living this delusional la-la land. Now, I don't know if the drugs that are getting delivered to the daggone capital from the far pharmacy are affecting their brains or what. But, to, you know, truthfully and honestly, it really is a mental illness with the Democrats, especially up on the Hill. So, you know, we've got to start looking at this. But nothing was done. There was no obstruction Nothing. But instead of the Democrats, uh, you know, saying, okay, we fucked up, taking their licks, you're learning something from it, they're doubling down publicly. Instead of, you know, the media saying, you know, well, we were wrong, and, and putting some highlights out there and some headlines out there saying, we were wrong, we apologize to the president, we're sorry, we'll do better next time. They're doubling down and whining and trying to get the whiny-ass titty baby vote to go their way. Uh, you know, this is what they've done the last two years. You know, it, it's kind of interesting because I was reading a, an opinion article in the Courier-General today. Yeah, actually, you got it sent to me. I didn't actually Ooh. look it up. It was sent to wow. me. It was yeah. sent to me. I don't Love look it. at that shit. All right. But it was interesting because one of the things they talked about was how the everyday Democrats should be furious with the party leaders. And they're right. But I love the example that they used here. I love the example. I think it was uh, Scott Jennings. And I love the example that he nah. used here. And here's what it says. There's a scene near the end of The Wizard of Oz in which the curtain is pulled back and everybody realizes there's no wizard, just a maniac Kansan frantically pulling levers to intimidate people and create the illusion of a wizard. And that's what the Democrats did the last two years. You know, they wanted to create this illusion yeah. that, that, that all of this was bad. And it wasn't. And the people have to be pissed off, and rightly, rightfully so, at the Democratic Party leaders. I will be highly surprised I don't, if the Democrats don't lose seats in the next election. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, I don't know that they were trying to push an illusion. I think, I think honestly, I honestly believe that they, they believe, you know, and, and it's, just, it's just sort of uh, it's, it's this echo chamber you're in. They wanted to believe it so bad that anything that validated their fact, they they ran with it. And and I honestly do I know some damn intelligent Democrats. I, some of them are lawyers and, and stuff like that. And they were sure. And I mean I know people who know people who work in in federal prosecutors office and they were supposedly Catching hints as to they were sure. I don't. I don't think they were trying to push a narrative of fear. They had just. They had convinced themselves that it was absolutely there was no way Trump was going to get out of this thing that they they had, and 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 they wanted to believe it so bad. Well, they did believe it, and it was false. But they they wanted it so badly that that, that they owned it. And now that it's happened, I think, honestly, I think they're going to let go. I think they're going to start to realize that this is a losing proposition. And if you keep pounding away at this guy, and especially if you keep losing, it, it, it's, going to be, it's going to be a disaster. I think it's already a disaster. I think the best thing the Democrats could do right now would be just to kind of let it go and focus on policy, because if they keep coming at it in, in, you know, in a year and a half – Amazing! It's a year and a half. It's going to be you're going to be cycling into another election cycle, and and it's still going to be fresh in people's minds. And it's going to be oh yeah, the Democrats. Those are the guys that that pushed and 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 came up with nothing because they're trying to take down a president with a with a bogus investigation. It's going to cost them brutally in the next election if they don't let it go. So that just speaks. Well, let's be real clear. You know. And, and beyond that, I do think you know, a lot of problems in the country. I, I do think they need to they need to just not worry about Trump anymore. And go, okay, you know what? Uh, let the states do it. 
uh, if an indictment comes up from New York, okay, whatever. But they just need to focus on policy because the disaster is already hit. They, they are they are in the midst of a disaster. If they keep it up, all they're going to remind everybody is what, the, what a bunch of bitter failures they already are. So it's not. Let's be I real clear here. That on any day. Let's be real clear. The rank and file Democrats. All right, they're going to follow. I mean, they're they're always going to be followers and sheep. They're not going to be leaders. Okay. You want to feel sorry for some of them? Yeah, I can see that. I can give them a little bit of sympathy. They're demoralized because they fell for all the bullshit they were fed by the mainstream media and everything else. You know, it's no different than, than, than the mainstream rank-and-file Republicans do. The mainstream rank-and-file Republicans follow all the conservative news because it backs up what they want to believe. The, the rank-and-file Democrats follow all the liberal news because it backs up what they want to believe. But the reality is we have to still deal in, in truth, right? And, and the problem here is when I say that they sold the illusion, make no mistake about it. I am 100% telling you that the mainstream media was colluding with the Democrats in Congress the Mueller investigative team, oh, all right, yeah. all of these daggone, all these daggone unnamed sources, they knew, they knew that this was bogus bullshit. If the shoe was on the other foot, I, they would have went out, they would have went out and proved everything was wrong I'm about gonna, it. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say that reactions like Maddow's was so Absolutely. genuine. It was, it was so genuine that no, I'm going to There's not a doubt because they got caught. She, 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 she no. That she believed it. She believed it. She, she believed she, she could sell it. No, I think I think she and I think so many others. I think they absolutely one hundred percent believed what you know. And I'm sure there's puppet masters out there, no question. But I'm saying that, that I think a lot of these people they believed it. They they wanted to believe it, so they were suckers in the making. But I think people like Maddow. Oh yeah, no. Maddow's numbers went up. Maddow's numbers went up during this whole fiasco, and they're going right back down now. All right, she was happy because she got her pay raises and everything else. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Who doesn't like money? I like money. But what I'm saying is, is I I believe that for the most part, you know, the Lawrence O'Donnells of the world stuff, they absolutely believed that Trump was guilty. They they allowed themselves to believe it. And that's why they're so stunned right now. That's why they're that's why they're fumbling for Plan B and Plan C. That's why Maddow is on, on the brink of tears. <laughs> if you're if you're part of the conspiracy and, and, it, and it falls apart, you're scared. You're not you're not on the verge of tears. You're you you disillusioned. You you can't believe what just happened. She she couldn't believe it. I mean, so I I just people. Wanted to believe it so bad. They were so. They were well, I'm so not, I'm not so going to disagree so, that their ideology. Yeah. But that's the thing. But that's the thing, though. Because you're supposed to be journalists. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. They knew They knew oh, that nothing not, about oh, I'm this. Gonna, I'm not gonna, first I'm thing that one of the first classes you I'm take not when you go to school. You on that. They were anything but All right. But see, that's they the thing. So bad. They, yeah. broke, they broke every <laughs> ethical boundary as a journalist there is. That's why they're crying. Because they sold their soul. For a lie, because they didn't do due diligence. They know they didn't do due diligence. They thought beyond a shadow of a doubt that this shit was going to be proven, and they were going to look like gods because they violated every ethical code of conduct that they ever took in college. Let's go to the phones. Paul, you're on the air. I, I think it's kind of hilarious that you're actually using the word journalist in the same context as this story. I would call them propagandists myself. I agree. I agree. I said so-called journalists. I agree. Yeah. I agree. They are propagandists. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, you know, I mean, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Go ahead, Paul. And and yeah. And you know, uh, who? What? What type of regime favors propagandists? That's correct. Totalitarians. And this entire. Liberal ideology, ideology, it is more totalitarian than it is anything else. That's why the political correctness is off the scale these days. Everybody must conform and be a good little minion. And so these journalists, as you call them, these propagandists actually, 
they're trying to un- overthrow a constitutionally elected officer of this country, and that is also called treason. But anyway, we will never get there. There will never be any court hearing about the treasonous behavior of the American no. uh, press. Well, it never will happen. And, and I'm going to say, like I said, I, I don't doubt for a second that there are some puppet masters pulling the strings. But I think for the most part, the journalists, their biases got in the way, and they allowed themselves to be played. Now, they, most journalists are liberal. That's just the way it is. But I think I think they absolutely allowed themselves to be played. People, they wanted it so bad, and somebody pulling the strings realizes it and knew that they could take advantage of it. I think most of the journalists, you know, it sounds condescending, but I think most of the journalists are basically stenographers. They're simpletons. They don't think in complex mathematical theories. I like that like analogy. That. I like yeah, that analogy. Simpletons. I think – they're simple things. They're just, they're just foot soldiers. I mean, you can see it when people post this stuff on YouTube. They all use the same talking points, you know, uh, and and they do. They On a given weekend, they're all using the same phrases just because somebody is feeding them. So, yes, there is a sinister puppet master out there somewhere who, who wants it really bad, and he, realize, he or she realizes that most of the journalists are simpletons. Most of the journalists are useful tools, and they are tools, and that's all they are. And Maddow, well, and that's the thing, says, oh, though. She's smart. Everybody says, "Oh, Maddow's smart." Uh, maybe she's got some nice degrees, but somebody totally—they—they they, they rode her hard and put her up wet. She bought this thing hook, line, and sinker. She wanted it so bad, and when it crashed, she was crushed. Oh, I, I I don't have any problem believing that. But here's the thing, though. I mean, you know, honestly, because this, when I say it's going to get worse before it gets better, that's exactly why. These people are like <laughs> rabid dogs. All right, they've been they've been trained that way. Antifa, all these daggone terror organizations that are out there that have been coddled, babied, and and fed money to keep this crap alive. All right, so, to go out into the streets and create anarchy. I, They're going to get more money. Disagree. Yeah. Now we're going to disagree on that. I I think this. I think this was such an epic burn. I think they are going to back up. I mean, you take you take this on the heels of the Covington Catholic thing, and a few, and and now and now Avenatti, who was kind of their sweetheart for a while, because they, they they are getting hit hard, right? And it's and it's humiliating. The Covington Catholic thing was humiliating for for the activists. <clears throat> this see, that's another thing. Months, this is twenty two months worth of utter humiliation. It's gone through. Their, their dreams of 22 months, have, entire, and entire political careers in some cases, have been built around this. It's, it, and it, the floor hey, has let go from underneath them. They are, they are not going to come back. They don't have – they're not going to come back for another bite at this unless it's for real. And I just I – just, I think the state level is going to take a run at it a little bit. They may get some minor charges and some fines against them for accounting errors or something like that. But I, I think as far as trying to unseat President Trump, I think they are done. Hey, guys, what? Uh, how long do you think it will take before the <clears throat> propagandists, the uh, never-Trumpers, and the, uh, uh, the liberals start going after Mueller as a <laughs> partisan Republican who – who, you know, at the start of this whole thing, oh, they, they were are. singing the praises mm-hmm. of how what a what a great guy Mueller is. He'll get to the bottom of this. And now that Mueller hasn't delivered on what they were expecting, when does he but get they already are. under the bus? They are. They already are. Well, they're already asking. They're already, they're already the demanding that Robert Mueller. Of course, the irony being that the Republicans for 22 months and plus have been calling Mueller a partisan, and he comes out with the report they want. So I think the interesting interesting thing is is the Democrats will be treading on – I mean, because at this point, if if they turn on Mueller, and and you know, in hindsight, maybe he is an absolute straight shooter. I mean, it certainly appears that now, I mean, that he would actually – I mean, there's a certain measure of character when you deliver a report, report that nobody was expecting. You know, you, you clearly were your own man. So, I mean, I have to rethink my position of him. 
And if the Democrats go after him, I don't think he will take that lightly. And here's the dangerous part. If they go after him, what if, what if Trump impanels him as a special prosecutor to go after them? It's like, oh, yeah, remember all those backstabbers? Have at them. Well, <laughs> I think, well, I, I think here's the thing for me, all right? I mean, you know, we know all of this shit. Robert Mueller has been held up as dem- by the Democrats for 22 months now as being some kind of a great hero. You know, now they're screaming that there's no way he could have come to this conclusion. Now they're screaming for him to come up to the House and sit down in an investigative committee. They want yeah, answers. They, they want him to answer questions. They're already calling for his head, right? You know, but, but the reality of the situation is there wasn't anything there. I mean, Mueller even said in his report that Donald Trump and nobody tried to interfere with his investigation. Remember, Donald Trump all along had been saying he stayed out of it. He wasn't going to interfere in any way, shape, or form. And he didn't. Robert Mueller even verified that. So their own hero said that Trump was above board in all his dealings with that, right? So that blew the last shred of hope that they had on collusion or or, or getting involved or anything. So we look at all of this, and, and the reality is, you know, we have a serious situation with the former Obama administration, the Clintons, and everybody else. I mean, you know, all of the stuff that goes on, all of the all of the legitimate treason charges based on legitimate evidence against Obama, Clinton, Valerie Jarrett, Andrew McCabe, and a whole host of others, right, were not investigated. And Trump, I think the reason he didn't do that is he didn't want it to look for tit for tat. He didn't want it to look like he was doing this in retaliation because it would have backfired on him. Well, now that all this is over, oh, now I that like Trump has been going. vindicated, now that Trump has been vindicated, is it not the time to say, okay, we go ahead and have a special counsel investigate all of this stuff? The Clinton Foundation, like the Uranium One deal, the $400 million her and Bill pulled out of Russia that Putin is pissed off about. Let's go ahead and do a complete thing on there. The real... Uh, server issues, the fact that she destroyed evidence when she was told to keep that evidence by breaking Blackberry phones with hammers, uh, burning different things, you know, I mean, all these things. Releasing classified information, uh, you know, getting all the way to Anthony Weiner and a whole host of others. Everything that was daggone stolen. Um, you know, all of this stuff. <clears throat> so now that he yeah. has been exonerated, again, isn't it finally time again, to order that? Well, I... I, I, you know, I, I don't think it amounts to that. You know, it, it still looks like tit for tat. But this again is why I think the Democrats, and I think they're going to take just for political purposes and, and appearance purposes. But what you bring up is a legitimate point. He's been exonerated of his 22-month investigation. He could appoint, you know, or the Senate could appoint a special counsel to go after these people. So I, I have no doubt that at some point somewhere in in Washington DC there's some people having a real heart to heart come to Jesus sit down saying you know if if you go after him again uh, we're going to unload on you you know we we we've got we we we've got the public opinion on our side now blah 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 you know if you don't if you personally don't want to get investigated you may need to stand down a little bit just let's just get on with stuff well, and, I mean, and, you know, and, the reality I, is – go ahead. I, I honestly, go ahead. I honestly think it's over. Yeah, uh, uh, Ed Martin, I, I, I think that you you hit upon a pretty good point. Uh, in the Curious Journal today, they actually interviewed a whole bunch of people up at some Highlands restaurant that was appointed by millennials. And the millennials are absolutely unconcerned and uninformed. They put this whole thing in their rearview mirror months ago, months ago. Yep. They don't care. So, they, so I think so you're on to something yeah. with that. I, I, I stay informed, but I don't care. It doesn't, it doesn't affect my ability to provide for my family. It does not affect my – it doesn't affect anything. It's just a bunch of politicians pissing on each other and saying it's it does. I mean, so, so, so it's like so if they indicted Trump and they, and, they, and they impeached Trump, so you get pence. So what? You know, and the, and the Senate's still the same. It's like you're not going to do anything – to, I'm, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, and I think that's what Paul's saying. Is, is there are people that's like we on a personal level, we all have bigger problems and, and bigger hopes and dreams than this crap. We're tired of it. 
And but see, I know, disagree. It. It's just this is just politicians. This is politicians just in a pissing match. That's that's all it is. If like I say, not when they, they get in a position they, of power, not when not not when they get in a position of power, and they start selling access and everything else for millions of dollars. The Clintons have gotten rich <laughs> off the taxpayer. Yeah. Yeah, All right, and they would get richer, and they would get richer if they were given the opportunity. That cost us money. Yeah, the fact is the Republicans are selling access just as surely as the Democrats. The only difference is they sell it to slightly different interest. You know, the Democrats. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not arguing about that point. The Democrats will sell it to the solar panel people, and the Republicans will sell their souls to big oil. I mean, it's no big. It's it's not what I'm talking about. When you're selling, when you're selling uranium. When you're giving up uranium to a nuclear power, like we did with Russia, that's treason. When you're going out and you're getting a gold certificate in Haiti, you went out and took in hundreds of billions of dollars for Haiti relief through your foundation. You built three grass houses, but your brother got a daggone gold mining permit, the first one they'd issued in over 50 years, and he's over there destroying all their gold daggone mines, making the Clintons and their brother even richer. That's disturbing. Those kind of things are disturbing to me. Now, I get there's always going to be some level of pay-to-play. It's always going to be that way. But this is blatant in your face. We're committing treason to enrich our pockets kind of a deal. That's, that, that's where the line has to be drawn. That's where the line has to be drawn. And the reality is we've got at least 10 provable, provable beyond any shadow of a doubt instances where Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton committed treason, lied under oath, and everything else. Hell, Bill was daggone impeached for lying under oath. All right? So we know all of these yeah, things. We do, know, we do know that the FBI has has some serious issues there as well, because, you know, James Comey should be daggone brought up on charges as well for letting Hillary Clinton testify while not being under oath, for allowing her to bring Cheryl Mills in, to represent her to talk with James Cumming when Ms. Cheryl Mills had already been questioned as part of her investigation in, in, before Trump was ever elected. All these different things going on. This is unheard of collusion within our own Justice Department uh, via the FBI. Those things have to be shut down now if we're going to have any justice at all. I think you're probably right. I don't think they're going to do anything with it. But I think if I was President Trump, I would say, okay. Let's spend the next 22 months investigating and getting this shit done before re-election. If it costs me the presidency, it costs me the presidency. Trump, Trump is doing this because he wants to. He's not taking a dime for it. He's not profiting from it. There is nowhere anywhere that's reported, even by CNN or MSNBC, that Trump is profiting from the office. And believe me, they would put it out there. He's oh, giving yeah. away his whole salary. Giving away his whole salary. He's basically doing all this for free, at least above board that we can tell. All right. So if that's the case, you spend the next 22 months investigating her. Then you put it to rest forever because this is going to continue cropping up. And the one thing the Democrats can't have right now is this is also going to lead back to Joe Biden, who they really want to run for office. Now, you talked a few minutes ago when you were when you were trying to say different things. You talked where the Democrats need to let this go and focus on policy. The problem is the Democrats don't have any policy. The only policy they've got is a bunch. The only policy the Democrats have right now is a big mouth like AOC and Bernie Sanders out there screaming Green New Deal. Let's take on trillions of dollars of debt by giving everybody free medical and making the whole world rely on solar energy and wind power, which which is (laughs) ironic because wind power is not generated without big oil. Um, You know, you look at all of these different things. That's the only thing they've got. The power brokers like Pelosi and Schumer know that won't sell. But Pelosi and Schumer haven't come up with anything to offset it either. So they have zero. This is the only thing they've got until re-election is going after Trump. Well, if the re-election was held work. tomorrow, the Republicans would take over the House by 150 votes. They would yep. get the super majority. Oh, yeah. They would. They'd destroy them. Yeah. So we need to do this now so that we don't have too much of an effect on next year's elections. Because they've already got most of this evidence. It wouldn't take 22 months to pull this off. You could have this done in six months if Trump had the balls to do it. I think you're right, though. I don't think you will. I think you're right. Um, all right. You know, we're at the end of the hour. Um, Paul, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Ed, I know you got to jump. You always do about this time. So let's get into uh, oh, final yeah. thoughts. Yeah. Uh, final thoughts, you know, I'm going to get back to the, the city. It's in, in that. It's just, you know, we 
this this just gets back. We always tell people your view matters and stuff. And let's just face it, there was a groundswell. It was it was absolutely everywhere where people were, you know, saying enough is enough. We don't want to pay. We don't want to pay anymore. We don't want to be strong armed, you know. And that was it. So it's really simple. It's just you know the Trump thing that's out of everybody's hands. We were all spectators in that, but we were all participants in local government. At least this go around. So as I always tell people, get involved, stay cynical, you know, because they clearly politicians have no problem throwing a lot of crap down there, you know, trying to feed you a shit sandwich. But but if you stay involved, if you get angry, if you're getting, you know, phone calls, social media, whatever the hell, it was a combination. And we took a mayor in a city that has somewhat of a reputation of electing mayors term limits run out, you know, as a three terms. We have a bad habit of that, whether it's Abramson or whoever else. We keep putting them in. And we and they get to stay mayor for almost two decades. And they get they get to play this the strong thing. They all think they're mayor daily in Chicago kind of deal. But he got shut down this time because people got angry, people got involved, and you know, it because because people got informed. And that's that's the biggest lesson of of the year really. Stay informed Stay involved. You can you can literally take a uh, almost a a boss kind of mayor and shut him down. Well, I agree with all of that. As you know, you have to be involved to make a difference. Um, you know, for me, I, I agree with you on the local stuff. And I tell you, the, the reality is, you know, this, this idiot finally got caught lying. Uh, you know, you can't go out in thirty in thirty days and start giving money away that you say is a is a an extra, right? I mean, this is more money coming in, so we've got this surplus. You can't do this, and then come back as soon as election's over saying we're in dire straits or we're broke and we need help. It just doesn't work that way. So, screw Greg Fisher. I am certainly happy to know that the Metro Council finally did something uh, bipartisan, if you will, by standing up against the, this idiocy that, that the liberals in this town have always created. So I'm happy for that. Um, you know, now... For the rest of it, listen, folks, we have got to quit uh, allowing ourselves to be led down this path that, that we have been led down by the Democrats. The Mueller report just absolved Trump, in my opinion, 100%. I don't think there's any question about that whatsoever. I really, really don't. But we're going to have to go ahead and get rid of this whole thing completely. And for me, that means we have to go ahead and go after uh, Hillary Clinton and all the other stuff that, that was – already put out there from another investigation, but it was dropped. It was dropped. It was wrong to do that. They should have continued that until it was completed. Unfortunately, they didn't. Um, so hopefully we'll see something come of that um, in the very near future. If not, you know, I'll understand why, and I, I think Ed is probably right that this is going to happen, but I think it needs to. Because we need to get rid of this forever, and we need this to be a remembering point um, that we can go forward and say, hey, look, this is what happens when you blindly follow. The media needs to learn their lesson here and start going back to doing due diligence. Um, due diligence is very important. They forgot how to do that. So I'm glad to see that they got caught with their pants down. Maybe they'll learn a lesson. Instead of going off half-cocked, maybe they'll finally learn their lesson, and they'll go out and learn how to do things the right way again, like we used to. Um, in the meantime, one quick thing I want to mention, uh, we're, we're getting off of here. I know one quick thing I want to mention that we didn't really get into, uh, Stormy Daniels, ex-lawyer, Michael Avenatti. Uh, we've been talking about this guy forever. What a nut job he was. He probably ought to be in jail. Well, it looks like he might be headed that way. Uh, Ooh, remember just a few months ago, Wish, a few months ago, he just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a few months ago, Avenatti even said he was going to run for president. Right. Well, now he's been arrested for a $20 million extortion scheme against Nike, embezzling clients' money. That would include Stormy Daniels. And defrauding a bank by giving them false tax returns to show he made money that he never did. And, of course, those tax returns were never filed. Anyway, so Avenetti is, is facing uh, somewhere, somewhere up to 47, 47 years in prison. Uh, the dumbass sent out a tweet this morning. Uh, 
and said that he was going to be disclosing this big high school and college basketball scandal that Nike supposedly had been involved in. Uh, you know, you know, Nike. He he called Nike and told him, unless you give me and my partner between fifteen and twenty-five million dollars to do a so-called audit on their business, and they wanted one and a half million dollars to pay out this so-called witness he's got. Well, you know. It's very rare a lawyer gets nailed for that because they usually call that mediation for Lawyerville. But this guy's so slimy, and he didn't he didn't put enough of an arm's length in between that shit not to get nailed. So he puts out a daggone thing today that says he's going to hold a press conference tomorrow at 11 o'clock to discuss this Nike thing. Within 40 minutes, uh, 45 minutes or so, he was arrested. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, well, he was arrested 15 minutes after he tweeted that. So, you know, a lot of people yeah, think, oh, I've got some, some of those. Know, that's, just, that's, just, that's just some Nike lawyer saying, and somebody said, hey, no. guess what guess what Avenatti tweeted? And the lawyer said, I've been waiting for that. Good. <laughs> well, I mean, that's it. You know, now what people don't know, I mean, I've got people that are big sports fans. And, of course, you know, it's all Nike and Adidas, and they're the devil, and they're paying every player in the world and all this other bullshit. I don't get into that conspiracy theory. However, uh, what is known is that Nike uh, has been working with the FBI for at least the last week anyway. Uh, these are things that Nike has uh, already been working with the FBI on for a long time. So for them to go in and arrest him within 15 minutes, a lot of a lot of these conspiracy theorists are out there. We'll see, Nike did this, they did this to protect Nike. No, they were already ready to investigate the guy. They were already ready to arrest the guy. But as soon as he made that tweet, you go ahead and move it up. So he don't make it. So that he don't have the opportunity to lie anymore. Um, so anyway, it's going to be really interesting. You got wire fraud, bank fraud, stealing fees, uh, blackmail, extortion. I mean, you name it, it's there. Uh, couldn't happen to a nicer guy, in my opinion. We'll keep you updated <laughs> on what we get. In the meantime, yeah. that's it for tonight, folks. And thank you as always. Yes, sir. And uh, we appreciate you guys being here. Take care. Have a great week. We'll see you next Monday at 7. God bless. Bye. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you.